This is a Scoreline.ie podcast. It's Scoreline Extra. My name is Ken McGuire and you're listening to the first episode of the Scoreline Extra series where we'll be bringing you highlights from the Scoreline show across Saturday and Sunday plus dedicated podcast specials. For the first installment, we're previewing the 2021 Goffs Tayeste's Day event at Goran Park. Eddie Scally is the man behind the microphone. He also of the Clash Act podcast and Casey Lohr's racing correspondent who also happens to be the general manager of Goran Park. We'll speak with Danny Mullins, Henry de Bromhead, Paul Townend, Rachel Blackmore and loads more as we build up over the course of an hour to the Goffs Thayeste's Day which is taking place on Thursday the 28th of January 2021. We'll be bringing you live updates and live racing commentary on the day available to stream online at scoreline.ie in the KCLR app and on air at KCLR 96 FM. This is what happened when Eddie sat down in studio to talk to some of the great names in Irish racing. I'm delighted to be joined on the phone by last year's winning rider, Danny Mullins. Danny, good afternoon. Good afternoon, yeah, it's been an interesting year since then, but uh, we'll go again on next Thursday. Yeah, and Danny, for, for yourself, you know, we got a, a huge kick out of it last year, seeing you winning uh, the Goffs Tiestas Chase, but as much of a kick as we got out of it, you being a, a young man from Goran, that must have been an absolute buzz of, of a lifetime for you. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I suppose the reaction to it locally afterwards was uh, something maybe I hadn't expected. There were so many people that wouldn't be horse racing fans that really get involved in the Tayeste's day and to win it locally, I suppose, wasn't until I had it done that I appreciated how big of a day it is for everyone around here. And Danny, the ride you got on the day yourself, um, Total Recall, um, you know, it was... I think I think from a, a bit of a way out, you know, it was starting to become quite obvious that Total Recall was really, you know, handling the course really well and it was pinging its fences. You know, I think maybe there was one mistake out in the back, but other than that, I think you, you kind of had a fairly flawless round and you, you must have been very confident uh, the way he was going for you. Definitely, you know, he gave me a great spin on the day and I suppose in the lead up to it, his run before Goran wasn't fantastic but I'd ridden him in Autoy in the one of the French Grand Steeps and uh, he made a great feel that day so when David Case he gave me a call to see which horse I, I wanted to ride after Paul Town had made his pick uh, I said I'd go with him and thankfully it worked out in the day and like it must be a, it must be a really a really tough call in in a situation like that. Um, we chatted to Paul Townend earlier on uh, today, and, and and one of the things I was saying to Paul was that I remember chatting to Ruby a couple of years ago, and he told me that he got it wrong every single year in Willie's yard till till finally Willie only ran one horse in the Gosteyes chase, and then obviously it was Jacket and was the only runner that day, so Ruby got to ride a winner of it. it you know, it, it's it must be very small margins when it comes down. You know, Paul picks his ride, and then you're looking, and there could be two or three to pick from. It's it, how do you judge it? Is it judged based on the work that week, or is it you know on on previous form or what you think yourself, or how do you do it? Yeah, I suppose it's it's very tricky, as you say. You know, Paul is in a great position where he gets choice of every horse in the race but you know the past form is obviously something you have to consider and you know some of the horses might not work that well at home so sometimes you've got to ignore that but other times you know it, it can be just so difficult but you, you try to get on one in good nick with a a good previous form fingers crossed you give it a go from there 
and and, and looking at the, the 2020 runners like you know in fairness we're, we're still a few days out declarations aren't until Tuesday so I'm not going to expect you to, to be given a crystal ball here and predicting what horse is going to run and what horse isn't but like looking at the early the early entries at the moment if you were to pick out maybe one or two of Willie's horses that you, you know that if you were given a free hand at it you know who would you be who would you be looking at at the moment I think Acapella Bourgeois deserves to be near the head of the market in the race I rode him in Tremor the last day he was second to Album Photo which is a solid line of form uh, he followed that pattern through his season last year and he just missed a couple of fences in the test last year which probably cost him in the long run but if he got a, a nice round of jumping you couldn't rule him out uh, I suppose the one under the radar out of Willie's would be Class Conti he was last year's second his form this year, I suppose, leaves a lot to be desired, but he was coming into the race without great form last year, but he seems to handle Gorn. It's a tough round of jumping on deep ground this time of the year. So you need a horse that's really going to try for you through those conditions. And and Danny, you yourself, you kind of you were saying about you know, a horse thriving and you know, and it is it, you know, no, no matter what happens, you're, you're almost 100% guaranteed heavy ground on, on Tiesta's day, uh, and this year will be no different. But if you look, if you if you look at Goran Park, it's a track you know, from from memory, I think you've ridden winners on the flat in Goran, you've ridden winners over hurdles in Goran, and you've ridden winners over fences in Goran. So, you know, there wouldn't be as many jockeys as well placed as you to, to plan a rider on Goran. Is it, is it a track that there's a certain way of riding it, or is it you know, take the horse as he comes to you? you have to take each race as it comes but Gorn has a long straight and if you get involved too early you have no chance of getting home but having said that too the fact that it's a good long straight it gives the best horse on the day the fairest chance of winning and you know for racing over fences around Gorn you have three big fences down the straight which puts a real uh, emphasis on the jumping, which is what you need in National Hunt Race. And, and you know, you, you speak about the flat as well there. Aidan O'Brien, you know, he's, he's run Group 1 horses in Maidens around Gorn. It just shows how versatile the track is, that it's, uh, you know, it's a home and a starting point for so many of the good horses and the good trainers bring them back year after year. And Danny, you know, just to, to finish up for today, it'd be it'd be remiss of me not to uh, ask you about it. Like it's been a, it's been a very strange year. It's been a very difficult year for everybody. And you know, we we know we're in a very privileged position to be able to race and to be able to be keep keeping the game on the road. But you know, one person that I kind of feel feel really sorry for in in the racing world that that his accolades I don't believe are being celebrated to the levels they should have been is your dad uh, and and his Wondermere Princess Zoe. You, you must have got some buzz out of that during the summer. Mayor to start with a handicap mark of 64 and finish up, you know, in Group 1s in Longchamp, you know, winning on Arc Weekend. It's what everybody in the game dreams of. And, you know, my father had a, had a great time through the year with her. He really enjoyed it. And, you know, thankfully off the back of that, he's got a few more horses this year. And hopefully he'll have plenty more winners. And Princess Zoe seems to be coming back in good condition as well. 
Yeah, it, it, it's so exciting. And I, I was doing a yoga a couple of weeks ago and I was asked, you know, what was the most difficult day yet in Gorham Park with, with behind closed doors? And I told him it was the day that Princess Zoe won an arc weekend because in the back of my mind, I was thinking that's a Saturday in Gorham Park, a jumps meeting to start the national hunt season. The place would have been packed and Tony Mullins would have been ramping up with a group one winner in, in Longchamp. And I'm sure the bookies would have left with a, a real pain in their bums that day I'd say the track would have been a, a proper vantage point to be watching it on a big screen I'd say it would have been some party afterwards Definitely I'm sure you would have been pushing them all out the doors in the early hours of that morning <laughs> if it had happened but you know so is life and we just have to make do with what we've got no, 100% Danny listen thanks so much for taking our call we, we'd love to see it it's, it's a race that's thrown up a number of jockeys have done it David Casey's after winning the race three or four times um, there's a good few jockeys have done it and back to back wins in it so you know I, I'd really love to see Danny Mullins putting together a back to back wins in the in the Goffs Diestes chase it'd be a great great thing for the whole area and a big lift for the whole region if you could do it big prize money and they're the ones you want to win oh, Brilliant Danny as always thanks a million for taking our call and I look forward to seeing you on Thursday Thank you chat to you soon Eddie Brilliant I'm going to hand back to Shane in the studio there KCLR of local sports. Thanks, Shane. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined on the line here by uh, jockey Rachel Blackmore. Rachel, you're having another remarkable season. Yourself and Paul are battling out the jockey's title again. It's great to see um, everything going well for you. Uh, Eddie, how, how are things? Yeah, great, great to talk to you. And uh, yeah, the season is going uh, going well so far. So hopefully we can uh, k- keep the ball rolling. Yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's great. It, the the, the old battle that yourself and Paul have been having it's the same last year as well it was it makes it very exciting for us all watching the races as well and it's it is great but for you yourself obviously the, the connection with Henry de Bromhead um is really kind of propelling you to the top of the charts there with racing it's it's a partnership that's working out very well for you yeah it is look to be to be competitive in in the bigger races you know being attached to a stable with the with the firepower he has is a you know is a massive help and it's it's really taken my my career to a whole new level um you know the horses he has down there are uh, are fantastic you know and uh he's very good owners and he's an extremely good trainer so it's it's brilliant for any jockey to be uh, attached to a yard like that. No, oh, 100%. And, of course, last week you, you racked up another grade one winner there with Bob Ollinger, um, a horse that finished second in Goran Park earlier in the season there behind Fernie Hollow. That must have been a nice kick for you again. Yeah, um, he's a horse that everyone has always thought a lot of from from his point of point days with Pat Doyle to when he won his bumper. Everyone saw a lot of him, and uh, yeah, it was a fantastic race between him and Fernie Hollow in Gorn. Um, and unfortunately, he got the better of us uh, that day. But you know, we were still very confident that we had a very good horse, and it was great that he showed that in in Nice the other day. And uh, you know got a great one under his belt No 100 percent, and it's an exciting horse going into the spring for the festivals and everything for for everybody in the yard to be looking forward to I'm sure there's bigger uh, big targets I should say they don't, they don't get bigger than grade ones but I'm sure there's more grade ones on the agenda for Bob Ollinger Yeah definitely um you know, Cheltenham, obviously, uh, the, the Ballymore, the Supreme, those kind of races, um, he, he'll be entered in. And, uh, yeah, look, he's very exciting. It's great for Brian Ashton and Rob Corr, uh, his owner. Um, he's extremely supportive of the game, and uh, it's great for him to be rewarded with a, with a top-grade horse like him. 
100%. Uh, obviously, this time of the year here at Goran uh, in, in Kilkenny and Carlow, obviously, our, our biggest meeting of the year comes up very quick. It's on next Thursday, of course, the Goffs Tiestes Chase. Um, a massive race meeting for us um, in Goran Park, obviously, but in racing in general, it's a race It's a race meeting that's very held, held in very high regard, I should say, by, by jockeys and trainers and owners alike. Oh, it is. Um, you know, the, the Tiestes is a race that, that everyone would love to win, um, and me very much included. Uh, so, yeah, look, it's a fantastic race. There's usually a good buzz around um, around the place when it's on. Obviously, this year thing, things will be will be different with the with the current situation everywhere. But uh, look, it's fantastic that the the race is still getting to go ahead, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. And Goran's been a, been a, a lucky enough track for you. I think you've won the last two renewals of the Red Mills Chase there, um, with with Chris's Dream and, and Monoly, and uh, you had a treble, I think, in in 2019, Starmax Smoke and Gun and Monoly as well, all on Red Mills Day. So it's a track that you you probably enjoy riding around. You seem to get a lot of winners there. I do uh, like Gorn, yeah, it's, it's been good to me, um, so it'd be lovely now to, to win its feature race some year. Yeah, when I was pre- preparing for talking to you today, I said I'd just have a quick scoot through your runs in uh, the Goffstiestes chase. It's it's fair to say it's been a race that hasn't um, it hasn't been very it hasn't been very good to you so far. Um, but this year, you know, obviously it can be very different. In the last number of runnings of it, there, I think you, you, had a, you had a very good run on Rogue Angel a number of years ago there in in the in the Tiestes for Mouse Morris. But looking at the early entries for this year, um, Spyglass Hill is a horse that's won around Gorn, and I think it's placed in the chase in Gorn as well. Um, if 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 Henry's the run that horse next Thursday it's a horse that would probably have a squeak in the race Oh definitely a, a big squeak he's been a little bit unlucky um, just little things have gone wrong with him um, in races this year but he was a good second in going the last day and uh, yeah he seems, seems very well and uh, I think that's the he's entered anyway and that's the plan for him at the moment so uh, yeah if he if he if he goes there he's definitely got a, a live chance and Rachel, just with the racing, you know, racing going ahead at the moment, it must be very different for for jockeys. I, you know, obviously, I, I'm I'm there on myself on race days in Gorham Park, and I've been to a couple of the other tracks to work on race days. It's, it's 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 not, it's not the same. I just like I I just take for example last week's win in the Lawler's Hotel race in Nice. Um, like the the buzz, I'm sure, is the same for you when you cross the winning post, winning a Grade One race. But without the crowds there, kind of cheering you in after a race, like how do, how does it feel? Like what's what's racing like from a jockey's perspective, from Rachel Blackmore's perspective at the moment? I suppose we're just as jockeys, extremely grateful and thankful to be there to be racing. Um, you know, the protocols are extremely strict. But we're we're all very happy to adhere to them and you know to keep everyone else safe. Uh, yeah, like obviously from an atmosphere point of view, it's it's not there when you when you win a big race and you come back in. There's, there's no crowd, but look, oh, you're still fairly buzzing now if you've if you've won that race too. You know, um, the actual riding of the race is no different. Um, yeah, it's it, it's the aftermath. You know, it's a pity the owners can't be there and you know. I suppose a lot of racing, going racing is about meeting people and, you know, people will say maybe we'll only ever meet the same people at the Piestis Day every year, you know, they bump into the same faces. So that that kind of element is, isn't there. But look, from a jockey's perspective, we're just, we're extremely delighted to be, to be there. 
And Rachel, just on, on a kind of a final note before I let you go on it, um, you know, with the season the way it's going ahead, like you've, you've kind of touched on it. In fairness, I think, you know, a lot of a lot of recognition and a lot of um, acknowledgement should really go to the, the powers that be in horse racing, um, the likes of Dr. Jennifer Pugh, um, but I think also to the stable staff, to the jockeys, to the trainers and to the race courses themselves. Um, I think it's fair to say we all agree that they're they're all pulling together and, and, and they're really you know they're, they're keeping the show on the road and it's 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 something that people should recognise and acknowledge I'm sure you'll agree Yeah definitely um, look Jennifer Pugh has been instrumental in the work she's doing um, she's the chief medical officer for us and yeah without her I, I can guarantee you we, we wouldn't be still going so it's a big thanks to her but yeah everyone involved you know down to down to the ground staff who manage the race course all the way up to the trainers you know everyone is doing their bit and uh, yeah look it's it's fantastic that we're that we're still there and still going Oh Rachel 100% and listen I just wish you the very very best of luck for, for next week's uh, Goffs Diestas Chase and the other races on the card but obviously for the remainder of the season I, I, I really look forward to as does all racing fans watching uh, yourself and Paul battling out this uh, jockey's title again and, and maybe with a bit of luck uh, you might get your nose in front this year with the title Oh we'll see it's a long way to go yes <laughs> No Rachel thanks a million for taking my call there No bother thanks Eddie Cheers and that was, of course, uh, Rachel Blackmore, who's currently battling out the Jockeys' Championship with Paul Townend. And we wish Rachel the very best of luck with that uh, for the remainder of the season. And I'm going to hand you back to Shane there. KCLR. At the heart of local sports. Of course, uh, this Thursday coming is going to be the Goffs Tiestes Chase at Gorham Park, which is behind closed doors, unfortunately, this year. But with everything considered, it's, it's great that we're able to still race. And I'm delighted now to be joined on the phone by the group chief executive of Goffs Ireland, the title sponsors of Goffs Tiestes Day at Gorham Park, Mr. Henry Beebe. Henry, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Eddie. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Henry, um, Difficult times, I suppose, you know, looking into into Gostaiesta's day this year, it's normally a hive of excitement for us all, um, getting ready for the big day. Unfortunately, it's going to be behind closed doors this year. Um, how's everything with yourselves, How, you know, looking at, at the race meeting itself? Are you still getting the same buzz or, or what way are you feeling at the moment? Well, I think I'd be wrong to say we're getting the same buzz. We're getting a buzz. Um, it's a unique buzz. It's a buzz we hope we'll only get once. Um, there's always a buzz, a buzz around Goss Diestes Chase Day. It's one of the great days of the year. It's a day we anticipate and look forward to. Um, of course, we'd like to be there at Goran Park. We'd like to be surrounded by lots of friends, lots of clients, and all the enthusiastic racecars on the unique atmosphere that is always in place at Goss Diestes Chase Day at Goran Park. Uh, but we're not. But uh, We must count our blessings, though. The fact that racing can still go ahead is a wonderful thing. Uh, the fact that the Tiestes will be run again and won by another great horse, surely, uh, is a great thing. And we just need to make the best of what we have in front of us. So we're anticipating it with excitement. Uh, it's a different kind of excitement. It is, it's an excitement at arm's length, uh, but we're excited nonetheless. And, and the partnership between Goffs and the Tiestes Chase, uh, Henry, it's, it's, it's been going on for quite a while now. And it's, 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 it's a partnership that seems to work very well. I know this year, you know, Goffs have traditionally used this uh, as a platform, kind of launching the Land Rover sales and the likes of that. Obviously, with this year's event, we're not able to entertain your clients on the day. But for, for Goffs themselves, the association with such an iconic uh, National Hunt race, it, it, must, it must make you very proud. It does. It makes us very proud. Um, 
excuse me, this is the tenth year uh, of our sponsorship of the diocese, and it's wonderful. It's it's got better and better with with the knowing and the understanding. Um, yeah, we normally use it to launch uh, our national hunt sales program, starting with our now market leading Land Rover sale. And we won't be able to do that in person, but we'll be doing a lot of social media, uh, a lot of direct marketing, uh, a lot of digital marketing around the Land Rover sale and linking in with that, with, with ISD's day. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great partnership, though. We love coming down to Goran Park. We love meeting everybody there. Uh, you and your team, Eddie, do a great job for us. You look after us as well as any other race course we attend. And we, we sponsor all over the place and have done for many years. We've raced all over the world. And I can tell you that, you know, everything, every, most places have its strengths, but Goran has many more strengths than, than than any weaknesses, and there's always a unique atmosphere at Goran, a unique uh, and wonderful welcome. Uh, and, you know, we're sad not to be there, but, you know, as I said earlier, we'll make the best of it, and we'll watch the race with excitement, enthusiasm, and interest, and then we'll be thinking immediately of being back there in January 22, when hopefully uh, COVID is uh, uh, certainly in decline, if not a, if not a memory. Uh, and we can get back to normal. And I've frightened the living daylights out of plenty of people, including our staff, and I've told them, because of all this social distancing, when this is all over, I'm going to be going and hugging everybody. <laughs> I, I look forward to I, I look forward to seeing it Henry um, just just with the world that we're living in at the moment with the whole Covid pandemic and everything it's been very difficult and businesses have had to be able to, to sidestep and they have to be able to manoeuvre around and work through with them you know Goffs have been a leading light uh, really in the in the bloodstock trade uh, and how you've you've managed it but some of the highlights of, of the year obviously for us down here in Kilkenny and Carlo um, we got a real real big kick out of John Bond um, um, the sale of John Bond this year um, by at the Goffs UK sale for our local trainer um, Elmarie Holden and of course the owner her dad Paul Holden uh, you were actually there at the sale that day yourself um, that must have created some atmosphere I was great I was I was very lucky because I, I was the auctioneer as well and that is the highest price point of pointer that's ever been sold at public auction uh, it was hugely anticipated we hoped that he would make Big money and big money in in any language, but in point-to-point language in particular, is once you get over a hundred, that's really good money. When you get over two hundred, that's really really good money, and when you get above above that, you're talking big big money. And you know, we thought the horse would, we hoped the horse would make four hundred plus. Uh, it was a lofty aspiration, but when he was knocked down for five hundred and seventy thousand pounds, it was it was wonderful. It took a bit longer than most horses to sell. It was a big bidding duel towards the end. Uh, between the winning bidder J.P. McManus and the underbidder, uh, who was new to the game, and it was it was an outdoor sale held on Yorton Farm in Wales. It was unique. It was the first time we've held a point-to-point sale at that location, forced on us by COVID, but a wonderful location. Hugely enthusiastic people there, and uh, COVID allowing, we had a, a decent-sized, socially distanced outdoor mask-wearing crowd. Uh, JP was actually on the phone, I think, um, and it was it was wonderful to see, and it was great to return a good price uh, for people like the Holdens and and their, their um, advisor and uh, our friend Michael Shefflin, who committed the horse to the sale. Um, they could have gone to our competitors; they chose Goffs. We were uh, privileged to be able to offer the horse, and delighted that he made a really big price. And I think, you know, he was talked about as being a, a point a pointer that won a race like you've never seen before. And I really, really look forward to seeing him on the race course in the future uh, and seeing him win at the highest level. I'm sure Punchestown 
you know, Cheltenham, those sort of places is where he'll be running, and maybe he'll make an appearance at Goran again, hopefully. But uh, yeah, it was great. It was a great day, and it was one of the days. You know, this time last year we hadn't really got into COVID. In a month or two's time, COVID had hit, and we knew we were in trouble. All of us, the world was in trouble. Uh, and what we had to do was, like all businesses, we had to. Well, our primary focus was survival to make sure we could get to the other side. Um, hopefully we're near the end now, or at least nearing the end with vaccinations being rolled out. Uh, but we had to be adaptable. We had to be flexible. We had to be prepared to move quickly. We had to be prepared to make decisions. And, you know, at Govs, we, we reviewed everything on a daily, if not hourly basis. Uh, we changed dates. We changed locations. We changed the way we did things. We introduced an online platform that have sold uh, something in the region of 600 horses on it, which we didn't even have this time last year. We've held sales in different locations on different dates. We've interacted with our competitors. We're normally snarling at our competitors. This time we were embracing them and helping each other. Uh, and the wonderful thing about it is that the bloodstock world, the bloodstock community and the racing community are remarkably... Uh, Joined up, joined up thinking bunch, a collegiate bunch, and a very resilient bunch. And I think that the results that were achieved in the sales rings of Goffs and our competitors, Tattersalls, uh, to name just the two of us in Britain and Ireland uh, in the last 10 months, have certainly been beyond expectations. Yeah, they've been down, but we're, we're, we're in business, we're keeping going, uh, and we've achieved the aim of so far we've survived and we'll keep on going and hopefully we'll be able to rebuild again soon. Yeah, and Henry, like when you when you look at it, the, the challenge and market you're facing and, and not being able to have kind of the, the numbers that you would have at the sales, it, like it must have been astounding. Obviously, John Bond was, you know, a full brother to Duvan and, and had all the excitement coming with it. But I remember a couple of days after the John Bond sale, I got a text off of one of my very good friends that's down in there. He's involved with the Mombeg Syndicate and he told me not to get carried away just yet that they had a, an aeroplane that they were sending to Goffs called yeah. Classic Getaway um, yeah. so it didn't take you very long to equal the, the record for a point-to-point sale either it's like well, yeah, yeah it was extraordinary I mean that, that was that was also extraordinary it was an extraordinary price again as you quite rightly said you know he, he came with a lofty lofty reputation uh, and in terms of sales ring results absolutely lived up to it I, I don't think we dared hope we'd sell another horse for £570,000 but sure enough he landed on exactly the same price um, I wasn't the auctioneer at that time George Stanners my colleague was and did a superb job uh, and it was wonderful to see two horses and you know the hunger for really good racehorses is, is, is just it's, it's awe-inspiring on occasions and you know I, 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 I salute the resilience the enthusiasm of vendor and purchaser in all these transactions and you know the first sale that was held in Ireland since the outbreak of the pandemic was the Goffs Land Rover sale which we'd moved from June till August uh, Kildare was in local lockdown it was very very challenging um, but we got through it and that sale exceeded expectations as well and you know it was wonderful to have people there we couldn't have anybody from overseas to that sale so it had to be a purely domestic uh, audience a limited audience uh, we had a whole load of COVID stewards, 30 extra people telling people to walk this way, walk that way, you can't do this, you must do that, wearing masks, sanitising their hands. I'm sure it's very similar on the race course as well. And, you know, we've had enormous support on that note uh, from HRI. We've, we've, we've taken a lot of advice from HRI, particularly Brian Kavanagh, and they have been wonderful to us. They're so, so helpful, so supportive, uh, so enthusiastic and encouraging. Uh, with their advice, with their feedback. And we very much tried to mirror at Goffs uh, the very, very high standards and protocols that have been in place on Irish race courses that has allowed Irish racing to continue, albeit behind closed doors. Um, but I think that, you know, I think 
I think we deserve... Um, I think the industry has done enormously well. I think HRI deserve absolute respect and congratulations for delivering uh, racing in a safe and compliant manner, for gaining the confidence of the Irish government, uh, and for demonstrating that you know the standards will never slip, that we'll take our responsibilities seriously, uh, and, and that's the way we viewed it at Goffs as well. You know, we, we're citizens as well. We have a duty to, to 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 follow our leaders, to listen to what the government is telling us, and I know that. You know, it's irritating. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. But we're all in it together, and we've all got to work together to get out the other side in one piece. Henry, on that note, we we'll we'll leave it with you for there. But you know, from from everybody in in Kilkenny and Carlow, and especially from Gorham Park, you know, we we couldn't thank uh, yourself and the team at Goffs for the support you've given us in this really testing time to stand by us with uh, the Goffs Tiestes Chase for 2021. And I, for one, am looking forward to 2022 when I get my uh, hug from uh, Henry Beebe and our parading on Tiestes Day. I'm going to give you a cuddle, not a hug. <laughs> that is, of course, the, the group chief executive of Goffs, uh, Henry Beebe, who are, of course, the title sponsors of our Goffs Tiestes Chase, which will be on in Gorham Park next Thursday. And I'm going to hand you back to Shane in studio there now. KCLR. At the heart of local sports. Of course, thanks a million, Shane. And of course, uh, Tiestes Chase, they were building up to it on next Thursday. And I'm delighted to be joined on the line by uh, current champion jockey in Ireland, uh, Mr. Paul Townend. Paul, how's things? Good, Eddie, and yourself? Uh, very good, thanks. Paul, before we get into the interview, um, you took a little bit of a fall last week. Uh, how's everything at the moment? Are you yeah, fully recovered or not? Um, I, I did. I, I missed on uh, my last ride on Saturday, and I missed Sunday and Monday. So, uh, no, look, every, everything seems to be going well with my. Uh, back riding out and hopefully we'll okay to ride again this weekend Brilliant um, no no great stuff and and Paul you're obviously in another battle with Rachel in the in the Jockeys Championship um, it, it, look I'm sure it's something that spurs you on it's, it's, it's great to have a rival that's going to push you all the way uh, um, I suppose it makes it interesting it's, it's brilliant for a race and I, I prefer if she wasn't riding quite as many winners but um, <laughs> she's definitely keeping me on my toes and uh no, look, she's an incredible jockey and, and uh, she's a good team of heart behind her too. So we, both of us can stay in one piece and, and battle it out till the end of the season. Yeah, that would be, be brilliant. It's the one thing that all racing fans do like to see. It's, it's, it's like a tight finish in a horse race. We all love to see it. I'm sure the jockey would like to be 20 lengths clear all the same. Um, yeah. But Paul, this week, it's, it's a massive week in, in our region. You know, Goffs Tiestas Day, is a, it's an iconic day in Kilkenny and Carlow and in, in the regions around us. Um, you were lucky enough to have won uh, a Goffs Tiestes chase a number of years back on, on, on his own. Um, I remember it, it was um, it was a fabulous ride on his own, winning it for the second time. I think he'd won it two years previously under David Casey. Um, do you have much memories of the day itself? Yeah, brilliant memories of it. Um, I suppose I didn't realise until I moved up around here uh, many moons ago now how how prestigious the race was up around here. You know, I suppose it's, it's, a, it's a race with a... With, that's steeped in history and uh, stands out in the calendar as a very important race every year but you know it, 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 it's a huge deal up in these parts and um, yeah I was lucky enough to win it on his own I uh, carried a lot of weight that day but uh, his his clash on and uh, you know he turned out to be to be pushed off in the Gold Cup so um, it, it took a Gold Cup horse for me to win it so uh, we, we'll try and find another one um, and Paul that day with, with on his own I remember a flag fall. He actually jumped the first fence um, in front of the stands in the lead, and you just basically 
tanked along then for for another three miles after that first furlong, and and, and you, you know, no one even no one ever got near you. Really, they never got to you at all. Yeah, no, that, like he enjoyed that way of running, and I suppose he he had that bit of class, you know, that he he, he ended up being being Gold Cup level. So I suppose he was going a comfortable step in front, which was putting the ones behind him under a bit of pressure. And he was a fantastic jumper as well, so that that always helped. I was made linked at his fences and and able to fill him up then in, in, in between them. Uh, the ground was good and testing the same day, but, but he, he enjoyed that, them conditions. And, you know, when you get into a good rhythm on a good horse like that, they, they can often be very hard to pass. And Paul, just with Gorham Park, I, I, obviously you're you're a proud Cork man, and you know um, Mallow Racecourse would be kind of deemed as your local track. We have kind of adopted you now as a, we we call you one of our, our our local jockeys. But does local knowledge like you, you get a lot of winners around Gorham Park um, yourself? Like you've been, it's a track that's been very good for you. Um, you know, I've seen you doing trebles, I've seen you doing four timers, I've, I've I've seen you doing doing them all. I've seen you having bad days there as well. But it, you, you know, for you yourself, is there a like like even the last day we raced, I seen you walk the track um, which which is brilliant I mean for any aspiring jockeys to see a champion jockey out walking the track to plan his path for a race I'm assuming that's what you're doing but is there is there a way that you look at riding in Gorham Park or is there is there a way you approach it or is it is it any different than any other race meet or any race track I should say I suppose the, the main um, the main benefit for me is I'm right for William Wallens there um, and it is a local track and he, he likes to support it but no it's a very fair track Um in fairness, gee, there you you, you know what you're going to get there. It, 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 ground wise and everything, um, it's a place I like to have a walk around, and um, I, I spend a bit of time out in the the track there with be the golf course as well. So uh, we um, we know it quite well, but you know it, it's nice if, if time allows, obviously, to get a a walk around any track and uh, any little any little help you can get. You know, if you could make a length here or there, could could prove crucial in the finish. And and Paul, like it's 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 still a long way out, like for for the the Gostaestes chase itself, and obviously it's it's a race. I think just looking back on the last seven or eight years, there's only been one year where Willie only ran one horse. Um, he generally throws uh, a few darts at the race and and hopes that one hits the board. I know uh, I'd spoken to Ruby Walsh about this before that he had the unfortunateness of picking the wrong horse every time he was in Willie's yard until the year that Willie actually only went, ran the one horse, um, and then Ruby picked that one that day, which was Jack at him. Um, looking at at this year's race, you know you're you're in the hot seat now yourself. Um, I, I know, and I'm not asking you to kind of nail colours to masses, but just just looking at the weights, you know, Acapella Bourgeois is in there, uh, will be shoulder and top weight. If 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 he was to run, it'd probably be a big ask, would it, off that weight? It would. Um, he holds an entry at the weekend as well, so um, I'm not exactly sure where he'll go yet. He, I actually rode him in the race last year. Oh. Recall, so I know what Ruby feels like picking the wrong one in the race. Um, but he didn't he didn't jump great last year, but but ran a a creditable race to to finish where he did. Due to all the mistakes he made, um, was obviously second to to Album Photo in Tremor New Year's Day, which was a good run. Um, he look, it's 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 hard to do around there with with heavyweights, but um, he 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 definitely deserves to land up there if if that's where where he goes rather than, than Turles. And, and the other horse kind of, because I, I won't go through every horse, I wouldn't do that to you, it's, it's not very fair, but the, the other horse that I did look at um, that probably has the profile of a horse that could go and win it is is Cabaret Queen. Um, 
it's it's a horse that's been been quite successful in, in big handicap chases. If it, if it were to run, I'm, I'm sure it's a horse. Because, that it, um I suppose. It's hard to win a number of handicap chases, you know. We're, we're lucky, I suppose, she, she won the, the Munster National and got a, a huge whack for that last year. And, you know, she was able to shoulder that in, in Kerry, in the Kerry National. But you just wonder, is the, the handicap are surely catching up on her, you know. Um, it, it would be... It, it, it would be strange for a horse to win another handicap, you know. But she's in good form at all. Um into the little bit in Fairy House, the, the last of with Brian, but um, no, look, she's she, she'd be competitive in all them races still, but it's hard to see her with with a couple of thumbs up her sleeve now. And, and Paul, just kind of finally on it, it's 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 something that you know, obviously, for this region, as you know now, living up here, how big the day is to us all up here. But um, obviously, the, the supporters can't go there on the day, and they they can't get to see it. But from 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 your own perspective, Paul, I'm sure it's 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 a very different affair. You've you've had Christmas now. You've been in Limerick and Leperstown, which would be two tracks that'd be absolutely swinging. Um, and even the the Nace uh, Lawler's Hotel race day, I know that that meeting was moved to a Wednesday, and it probably would have. But for you yourself, is, is it something that you is it something that you're able to put in the back of your mind? Like I often wonder. I know myself when you cross a winning post in Cheltenham, the reaction that you see from the jockeys, even yourself, when you won an album photo on the Gold Cup, you obviously feed off the crowd's reaction. Um, is, is it is it very much different for you winning these big handicap chases and Grade Ones with no no crowds there to cheer you on? I suppose for the the before and after it probably is. Uh, during the race, it, it, it obviously once you get down to the start, as you suppose in Gorn, for Tyessa it's be different because the start is usually at the start, and uh, there's a huge buzz, and you can hear the, the crowd right alongside you. But you, you know, yourself, when you get out into the country, you can't hear the the crowd anyway. So um, day to day, not not really once you get down, but it's it's nice if you win to be to be clapped into the the with your eyes. Um, it is, of course. Uh, now, Paul, just from from everybody here at, at KCLR and from from everybody in Gorham Park, we, we we wish you the very best of luck. Uh, obviously, next Thursday in, in Gorham Park with the the Galway hurdle, uh, hurdle and the Gosteyses and all the other races on the day. But obviously, in in your quest for the the jockey's title to retain it and, and and continue success to you there. So, just from all of us here, just the very best of luck to you and and keep safe and hopefully we'll we'll see you again soon. Thanks very much. Appreciate that. Thanks, Eddie. That's brilliant. That is, of course, Paul Townend, the Irish champion jockey, chatting to us there on KCLR. And I'm going to hand you back to Shane. KCLR. Of local sports. And continuing our build up for the Goffs Tiestes Chase Day 2021, I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Chief Executive of Horse Race in Ireland, Mr. Brian Cavanagh. Brian, good afternoon. Afternoon, Eddie. Lovely to be on. Uh, Brian, it's it's great to have you on the phone. Um, look, it's it's a Goffs Tiestes Chase like no other. We've, you know, we're nearly a year into this whole COVID crisis, but it's still a massive day for us all down in this region, and, and it's a day we look we look very much forward to. Um, it's it's very different, I'm sure, from everyone's perspective, but I I know it's a day, you, a race, and a day you hold close to your own heart. It is, Eddie. Yeah, it's very different this year. But look, the Tiestes is a huge day. It's the first really big race day of the year, uh, and uh, it's looked forward to greatly all around the country, not just in, in Kilkenny. I know what it means to the locals in Kilkenny, but around the country, it's 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 it's, it's huge. Um, great support card, uh, RTE cameras down there. Uh, you know, so it's uh, it, the race always throws up an interesting winner and a, and a, and a good story. 
as you say yourself, it's different this year, uh, but that doesn't take away from the um, the action on the track, which I'm sure will be second to none. And Brian, we've we've been talking to a few people, and we will be talking to a few people over the course of today's show. Uh, some of the jockeys are going to be speaking with us. Henry Beebe, obviously the CEO of Goffs. But the one thing that's coming back to us from everybody that we speak to is how well it's been it's been managed um, the racing industry to keep the show on the road, um, and 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 the plaudits are being placed, you know, predominantly at the at the doors of the people that have organised it. And obviously, you're the chief there of horse racing Ireland, but I'm, I'm sure you must be very proud from right down. You know, from from every aspect, from from stable staff to track staff to jockeys to the IHRB and to your own HRI officials, you must be very proud of how how they're managing to keep everything going. Well, look, we're we're lucky, Eddie. Like we're we're still going, and and you have to be conscious of the of the broader situation in the country, which is terrible for a lot a lot of people. And and if racing can keep going safely, and 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 it has done, and if it can provide a bit of entertainment for people in in, in these times, that's brilliant. I think the people that you've mentioned there have really bought into it. You know, they realise that their livelihoods are at stake, uh, and I suppose trainers, jockeys, they're used to rules and regulations. You know, as 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 a, as a sport and an industry we're used to health and, and, and safety and, and uh, you know biosecurity if you want to call it that so uh, I suppose it was a good fit in that respect but I think you know people realise you know what's going on in the, in, in the wider world and uh, we have a duty to, to, to do it properly and, and thank, thankfully that's, that, that seems to have been the case and just just looking at, at at the races themselves, I mean, we've we've a lot of, as you say, you know, Goff's Tiestes Day will will kickstart what is a, a really big six or seven weeks with racing. You have the Dublin Racing Festival kind of fly, flows in very quickly too. Tomorrow you have to Kilnock Bray. There's, you know, there's a lot of really really big races. The, the national hunt season really gets going now. It's this is the business time. Oh, it's fantastic. Week after week, you know, you look at the quality of the National Hunt races, uh, you know, the last few weekends have been superb. And, uh, you know, when you compare the quality of what's, what's on offer here compared to some of the fair on, on ITV and that you're watching in the UK, you know, you can see the strength of the, uh, the, the Irish jumps horses there. And as you say, that pans out now for the next few weeks leading up to the Spring Festivals in Cheltenham and, and, and Punchestown and Fairy House. Uh, but, you know, the, 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 the kickstart of that is the Goss Tiestes and, you know, Goran, uh, is a very important race course to us. Uh, Goran has played a very important part uh, in racing since we resumed. You know, um, uh, they uh, you know they've raced a lot, uh, both flat and national hunt, uh, and they've, uh, they, they, they've they've done it brilliantly. So uh, it'll be very strange, I'm sure, Eddie, for yourself and the team there uh, on Thursday. You know, uh, it's usually a day where it's standing room only, and you know, you're you're. Uh, uh, in a queue from from Paulstown, almost on the way into in, into town to get in, so um, it'll be different. But as I said, the racing is 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 really first class, and uh, the fact that it's on RTE will means means plenty of people get to see it, which is great. Yeah, no, it, it definitely does, and it, it means the world to us to to have the RTE coverage there as well, because we do know you know the wider audience that that would want to see it. Um, just just on while I have you there, because I'd be shot if I don't ask the question. It's obviously with the whole you know the movement of horses, the Brexit thing. It's a little bit in the news. Would you know? Will all of this stuff all iron itself out quite quickly, or would you have any fears for kind of the Cheltenham Festival with with horses moving across, and even you know looking in further down the season for derbies, things like that? Is no, no. I'd, I'd always be at last half, half full man, Eddie. And um, look, Brexit is, is 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 a problem. It's creating problems for a lot of businesses, including our own, and moving horses between Ireland and England. 
is not going to be as straightforward as as, as we thought uh, or, or as we previously uh, enjoyed. But we know now what needs to be done. There's extra paperwork to be filled in and some extra costs, but I don't think anything like that will stop the Irish horses from getting to Cheltenham. Well, that's that's very important before I let you go Brian Shane back in the studio is obviously a massive Manchester United fan I was explaining to him earlier this morning that you and myself are both massive Leeds United fan we've we've taken this weekend off to give our players a bit of a rest before we take down Newcastle on Tuesday night uh, how are you feeling the season's going so far or you know you know, it's 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 it's, it's sad, really, because I don't think you can get a cure for that. Uh, you know, um, uh, so uh, you know, I, I'd have to pass on my sympathies to him. But look, Leeds, uh, they, they, they're brilliant to watch. I love watching them, and uh, you know, even though they lose some games, they lose them. Uh, you know, uh, go, they go down fighting, and so far, I think we're just glad to be in the Premiership after being out for 16 years, and uh, we played some exciting football, and uh, I, I think that's. Uh, that's great. So hopefully we can get three points on Tuesday and and and, and keep going. Um, but um, you just want to watch Shane there uh, a, a bit because of, uh, of what you just said to me. Yeah, no, it's it's it is a tough ask for for him, I suppose, supporting Manchester United. They had a great couple of days there at the top of the league, and I'm sure over the next couple of weeks we'll see them sliding down along from it. But Brian, as always, it's it's an absolute pleasure to catch up with you, and I, I really appreciate you taking the call. And and hopefully, if I don't see you on Thursday, we'll get to see each other very soon. Yeah. Brilliant. That is a co- Thanks very much, Brian. That is, of course, the Chief Executive of Horse Race in Ireland, Brian Kavanagh, who was chatting to us there about the Goffs Tiestes chase. And I'm going to hand back to that sad Manchester United fan in the studio. KCLR. At the heart of local sports. And still building up towards Goffs Tiestes Day next Thursday. And I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Jane Davis of Redmills. Jane, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Eddie. Great to talk to you. Jane, it's a, an exciting time of the year down this way. Uh, as you, you well know, the, the Goffs is Chase and, and Red Mills, they obviously follow very quickly behind it. They're, you know, they're iconic days in the area. It'll be very different this year, but you know, it's still a very exciting card and stuff to, to, for people to really look forward to. And, and the first live race on RT on the day, of course, is the Red Mills-sponsored Lady Riders race. Um, do you want to give us a little bit of info on that? Absolutely, and, and like you say, Eddie, it's going to be a different year, but still, we all need something to look forward to, and I think the very fact that Tiestes Day is going to be broadcast live on RTE, that's a huge plus, and it, it means people can still tune in, albeit from a from a different, from their couches or their living rooms, and um, I'm sure they'd much prefer to be there in Gorham Park, but it's fantastic that the, the fixture is going to be accessible to everybody, and really looking forward to it. Like, it's such a historic day, and the card is phenomenal, the racing quality is, is second to none and from a Red Mills perspective we're absolutely thrilled to be a part of the day um, and again to have our, our Red Mills auction series race um, first up on the card is, is brilliant the series has gone from, from strength to strength and it's really been a great way for Red Mills to be able to support the industry because like many other industries it's, it's a challenging and somewhat uncertain time but like that we've been so lucky that the industry and horse racing has been able to continue and that all the work has been done with the, with the precautions to make it as safe as possible and to be able to look have these big fixtures to look forward to it, it's really super and last year Jane it was you know it was it like it, it feels like about ten years ago now, but this time last year we were we were getting ready for for Goffs Tiestes Day. It was you know there was big big crowds on the day. I think if I remember rightly, Rachel Blackmore actually won the race on the day. I think she rode uh, the winner of it. But but you you two really good jockeys that won the ladies section, the ladies event that you'd ran. Yeah. The two brilliant jockeys battle out that one. 
No, we did indeed. And, and last year was a huge year for, for women in sport. And we, we backed the, the 20 by 20 campaign. And I suppose the, the ladies jockeys, at, at the moment, there's no real distinction between the girls and the guys. The, the girls are batting just as well. And it was great to be able to shine a light, I suppose, on the talent um, that we have in Ireland and um, within the ladies jockeys ranks. And so we, we made the series race on Thursday's day, um, a ladies riders race. And it was a very competitive contest. Contest. It was really well supported. And as you said, Rachel Blackmore came on top that day. But that race was just part of a National Hunt series um, for Lady Riders, which concluded at the end of the year last year. And it was Jodie Townend and Anya O'Connor who came out on top of that leg, having kind of secured their points um, winning their races along along throughout the season. So it was a great opportunity, as I say, to shine a light on that talent. And I suppose testament to the strength and quality of, of the riders out there, it's maintained its lady rider status for this year. So like that, it just adds another layer of interest. And we're really proud to support that. And Jane, it's just something you kind of touched on is that, you know, you know people have to adapt and, and Red Mill's no, no different than anybody else during this pandemic has, have to, has had to adapt, as have we in Gorham Park. But obviously Red Mill's Day will follow uh, Gofstayesta's yeah. Day very quickly. I think it's three weeks later. Um, we'll be all getting ready to feel sorry for ourselves that crowds can't come to uh, <laughs> Connolly's Red Mill's Day. At the moment, we're feeling sorry for ourselves about Gofstayesta's. But you must have you must have some plans afoot there. You're, you're, you're a fantastic group. Uh, do you want to share some of these or are you keeping them all secret or what way do you oh, want to go? Look, I suppose from our perspective, Eddie, as you know, working with Red Mills for so many years, the Red Mills Day, oh, it's a great celebration of, of everything that we represent and it's an opportunity for us to meet our customers and connections from all over the country. People travel from far and wide to come to the day. It's always very competitive racing. There's always a great atmosphere, a real social occasion. Obviously, you know, it goes without saying, things are different this year, but we'll try and engage as best we can with everybody through the social media, through the build-up. We'll be encouraging people to, to join us virtually for the day, and we'll have a couple of surprises up our sleeve over the next couple of weeks and some great prizes to offer for people. So we've always, um, the last couple of years with the Connolly's Red Mills store there in Killian Hill, we've brought that real winter fashion event to Red Mills Day. So while we can't rock up on the day in our glad rags, we'll be encouraging people to share with us their, their fashion and their style inspirations in the run up to the race day itself. And there'll be some great prizes there. And I suppose we'll be working with the, the yards and I think it's a testament to the stable staff across the country and, and the trainers and the owners who have kept the show in the road from a racing perspective. And we hope to get some behind-the-scenes footage, you know, direct from, I suppose, the horses now. So we're going to be chatting to some of our connections within the yards and, and hopefully sharing with the wider public, I suppose, the build-up and how these horses are prepared so meticulously for, for these big race days um, and share a little bit of that through our Facebook and our Instagram accounts. So, you know, we'll do our best to, to keep people up to date with all the news and, and make it as engaging and as fun as possible Jane um, it's, it's, it's something that I really look forward to uh, every year and it's something I'm, I'm going to look forward to this year as well I'm sure um, you know everybody in Red Mills will be working as hard and everybody in Gorham Park likewise but um, we're going to leave it with you for there I'd love to say I, I look forward to seeing you on Thursday um, you're normally one of the people that put a bit of a pep in my step and encourage me when I look <laughs> like I'm going to have a small stroke but unfortunately this year it'll be a little bit different um, but sure it, it is what it is but you look hopefully you'll enjoy the day yourself on TV and, and we'll be able to catch up afterwards 
We will, of course, and, and stay safe, Eddie, and best of luck with the fixtures. Thanks a million. That is, of course, Jane Davis from Connolly's Red Mills there, and I'm going to hand back to Shane in the studio. KCLR. At the heart of local sports. And just continuing our build-up towards the Goffs Diestes Chase Day 2021, I'm delighted to be joined on the line by... Champion apprentice jockey uh, Patrick Mullins. Patrick, amateur jockey, I should say as well. You're not an apprentice. You're gone well past that. How's things? Very good, Eddie. Yeah, very good. We're we're very lucky to be up and and going and working and uh, we're enjoying it. And Patrick, you know, Goffs Diestes Day. It's it's obviously a huge day for our region, uh, Kenny and Carlo in particular. It's it's our, our our Gold Cup. It's our Grand National. It's our marquee day, and it's a day that that your own family has has, has been very very lucky in the race. I'm sure it's it's a fixture you always look forward to. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, it's, it's you know the first big day of the of the of the new year as such. And um, like you said, it's been very lucky, Danny and David about won it. I haven't. Got to put my name on it, Jess. I've only got the right in a few times, but um, uh, hopefully, maybe one day I can uh, I can catch up with the two of them. And and, and this year. Patrick, it's, it's it's going to be very different, but I mean, you know, like over the Christmas period, we got to, to see you having a, a wonderful, a wonderful, a wonderful day for yourself and a wonderful spin on Sharjah again, winning the the big race in, in Leperstown over Christmas. Um, it, you know, it's it's probably a little bit different without the, the huge crowds, and I'm sure you know Gostayes's day will be will be no different. You know, behind closed doors, the atmosphere will be missing, but as you rightly say, we're, we're very lucky to be there in the first, at all. Look, it is very different. Um, you know, you know, normal normal days racing, it's it's fine. You know, look, we're getting changed in kind of bars and restaurants, and to be socially distant, and obviously there's no showers, and um, it is different. But you notice it, like at the you know Lepsan Christmas Galway Tiesty Day, um, you notice the lack of atmosphere, the lack of uh, people, and just. Uh, and of course, that's an extra factor to put in with different horses. A lot of horses that maybe sometimes. Just the, the chatter and the, and the microphone and people shouting everything can get to them whereas this is this now suits those horses much more it's a lot more calm relaxed so uh, you know horses like Acapella Bourgeois are probably more suited to this and Acapella Bourgeois you know at the moment at the early entry stages is is kind of lumbered with, with top weight um, you know a good few people have always said to me if you're, if you're top weight you're top weight for a reason you're more than likely the best horse in the race um, he's a horse that you think a bit of he is. He's a horse. Um, you know, he can be a bit hit and miss. He, he is quite a difficult ride. He, he wears a hood for a reason. He likes to get on with it. Um, Amy Morrissey does a great job looking after him. And Mikey Fogarty rides him out a lot at home. Um, but, you know, he is. He was, I think he was sixth in this race last year. Um, he was second out of the Tremore. He's probably, the handicapper probably has his measure by now, as opposed to, you know, the horse like Jack Adam on his own, who were maybe second season novices. Horse that had a bit more... Uh, improvement in them, perhaps. And then, if if, if you if you're looking, say, a Capella Bourgeois with the, with the way it's finished sixth in the race last year, Class Conti was a horse um, that, that that ran a, he ran a cracking race in in, in the Tiestes last year, finishing second. Um, I see him entered in there again. He's eleven stone one at the moment um, on the weights as the stand. If if he was a runner, is he a horse that you you know what would you be expecting from him? Yeah, again, look, he's a horse that has loads of ability, but he can be inconsistent. I mean, his two runs since. Um, his good run in the test last year had been disappointing but he is a lazy horse at home and he probably needs runs to get fit um, Mikey Fogarty kind of snuck around out the back of him last year and he flew home and snatched second uh, you know I think he was probably expecting the guards to be there to, to, for daylight robbery at the, at, after the um, after the finish line because I thought Mikey did a great job to, to get him that close so 
he's probably a horse that could run into a place but it's maybe a stretch to see him winning it and that, and down low in the weights um, I see a horse uh, there's, well there's two horses that kind of caught my eye was Kashari was one and Live Love Live Love Laugh um, Live Love Laugh seems to he seems to show up at a lot of these types of races you see you see Live Love Laugh and I, 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 I don't know like he, he's, he's probably down to a really nice weight was second last time out um, you know if it was to run is it a horse you think you know would have a chance of running into place or, or even competing yeah, he's a horse. I think there's a big pot in him. I just think he's probably more of a two and a half, two six horse. I think three one would stretch him. Um, I'm not sure it sees sees his strengths. Koshari's a horse came back from a uh, very long layoff to winning Cork. Danny rode a good race in him. Uh, he's not the most natural jumper. Um, so if he gets in, you know, with ten stone eight, the great. He's one that could be unexposed, but his jumping, you'd have to roll the dice on that. Um, Another one of Rich's horses that are there is Brahma Bull. Uh, he's 11-5. Again, now, he, his jumping can be a little bit sketchy, but he's the type now that could be a few pounds ahead of the handicapper. He's got an excellent pedigree. His wind strike rate is very good. Um, he's not a simple rider, but he can be quite awkward at times. But Brian Hayes often gets a, a good uh, tune out of him. And if Brian gets on him in the test, is he could be one at a big price. And, and Patrick, you know, before I let you go, it's 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 been a it's been a really really testing year. You know, like losing the loss of the Punchestown Festival early in the year, things like that. You know, but 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 horse racing. You know, the jockeys, the trainers, the, the stable staff. They've you know they've rode in together and they've they've managed to keep the show on the road. Um, like you know, you must be you must be very proud of your own staff and your own team down there in in Close Sutton that, and and everybody in racing. Um, I mean, in fairness, you know, we are in a privileged position that we're able to keep going. But to be fair to the powers that be, that they seem to have been doing things right. Yeah, look, there's no doubt we're we're in a very lucky position. We do feel very privileged to be to be working away. Um, but like you said, I think the HRI and the IHRB have set up protocols um, that have been very efficient. You know, we get our temperature taken. We have to log in the day before. You know, answer a questionnaire. Um, like I said, there's no showers. We're all getting changed now in bars, restaurants, being socially distanced. Um, so it's worked, um, and that's great. But uh, like you said, you know, very proud of, of everyone involved, and hopefully we can keep it going. Yeah, I, I, and so say all of us. Look, Patrick, I look forward to seeing you on Thursday in Gorn, and hopefully um, maybe you might be able to correct a, a wrong there, and maybe if you end up on, on one of the horses in the Goffs this chase, maybe we can have another Mullins down as the winning rider on the day. Oh, fingers crossed. It's unfortunately, usually they've tuned it away for me to ride them, but uh, we'll see what happens here at the time. No, brilliant. Patrick, as always, thanks a million for taking our call. I'm going to hand back to Shane in the studio there. KCLR. At the heart of local sports. And still building up towards the Goffs Tiestes Chase Day, which is coming to us on Thursday. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Racing TV pundit Kevin O'Ryan, who will be bringing us as close as he can to the action for KCLR on Thursday out at the track. Kevin, how's things? Great, uh, great, Eddie. Looking forward to Gosteyesti's day next uh, Thursday. Obviously, it's uh, it's a different time, but uh, we're thinking outside the box, and uh, that's why we're going to try and bring it as close to uh, the listeners as possible. We're going to have plenty of interviews, plenty of updates, uh, preview and review of each racing that you can hear live in KCLR. And uh, you know, we're obviously conscious Tiestes Gosteyesti's day at Gorham Park. It's usually packed to the rafters. It's uh, a race that stops uh, a county. They say the same about the Melbourne Cup in Australia. It stops a nation, but the Gosteyesti stops uh, a county 
for uh, for the Thursday, of course, in, in January time. But uh, we're very conscious of that, and we're going to have uh, plenty of interviews, plenty of insights, and hopefully uh, tip up a couple of winners along the way. No, that'd be brilliant. And Kevin, you know, Goffs Day yesterday, like you've been there longer than me. <laughs> I've been in Coram Park for the length of time I've been there. You've been there with me on all these big days. It's it, 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 it's a great day, really. Um, and, I, and I don't say that, you know, just as, as a person that works in Gorham Park, but as a, as a racing fan, you know, before I ever came to Gorham Park, I would have been in Goran on Goffs Day yesterday. It must be a day you love going racing yourself for. Love going there. It's always a great atmosphere. And, uh, you know, people come from far and wide. Obviously, Kilkenny, Gorham Park, to, or sorry, Kilkenny, Wexford, uh, Waterford. Uh, Gorham Park, I, I know I'm biased because I work for you, but to me, Gorham Park's one of the best race courses in the country. We see some of the best horses win there. Remember, the likes of Arkell and Flying Ball, they've won the Gostiestes chase. We've seen Hedgehunter and number six Valverde in recent times win the Gostiestes chase on the way to winning an entry Grand National. We've got On His Own, who was placed, uh, and Jack Adam, both of Willie Munzers, who won a Goss Tiestes chase, being placed in the Cheltenham Gold Cup. It's a race that, uh, time and time again, it's produced top-class winners, some great stories, some great owners, trainers, big trainers, small trainers. You all have a great chance in this. And, uh, of course, Willie Mullins holds the record. Uh, he's trained eight winners of us, and uh, we've had plenty of horses winning back-to-back wins. Uh, Goff test, Jeff Wilde has won two. Bob Tracy's won two for Michael Hickey. Priest lead for Thomas O'Leary and on his own for Willie Mullins. Yeah, it is It is. It is a race that you know after the race that, you, you, you know, nine out of ten times you're saying this lad's going somewhere else. And and then even sometimes when you have a winner that you, you know that this is the pinnacle of their career. I remember Ruby after winning on invitation only uh, being interviewed on his way back in and he was asked by one of the pundits from RTE, you know, what next for this horse? And he, he patted the horse in the head and he said he doesn't need to do anything else. He's after winning a tie. Estes, and I thought that was, I thought that was a real fitting statement from Ruby Walsh. Yes, well, that's, that tells its own story. That says enough, doesn't it? And Eddie, that's like the Gosteyesty Chase is one of the most prestigious uh, staying chases in the Irish National Hunt racing calendar every year. And you see Willie Mullins and uh, puts in the likes of those horses that have uh, gone on to win gold Cup, or sorry, win nationals and Martin Brazel and, and uh, horse to finish runner up in gold cups. That's the that shows how prestigious it is Prestigious it is, and obviously it's worth a lot of money too it's worth I think what 59 grand to the winner is it? Yeah 59,000 100,000 in prize money overall of 59,000 of that to the winner it is it's, it's, it's a pot worth going for Oh without doubt and you know Goffs have to be commended as well they have a long association with the race and uh, they bring a lot of their uh, you know it's a great opportunity for Goffs who of course are the biggest uh, auction house in 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 of course uh, the world of uh, the world of uh, horse auctions, horse sales, and uh, it's a great opportunity for those to meet the breeders, uh, their vendors as well. The Goss Land Rover sale is now one of the uh, leading store sales, both in Ireland and England, and is producing top class horses year on. And uh, you know, it's it's a cracking it's a cracking day, and Gorham Park is a wonderful place. There's always a great atmosphere, and I just can't wait. Till we come back to some sort of normality and we'll start really enjoying Gorham Park and all the work that you and all your team have done there. You haven't rested on your laurels. You're trying to improve uh, all the buildings and uh, during lockdown or during COVID as well. And uh, I just can't wait for the day that uh, people start coming back in to really appreciate and enjoy Gorham Park.
No, that's brilliant, Kevin. And Kevin, while we wait for them to do it, you're going to be charged with the, the enviable task of bringing the people of Carlow and Kilkenny as close to the action next Thursday. And I'm sure people are, are really looking forward to being able to hear the races live on KCLR and, and obviously getting your insight into what's happened before your eyes after each race and before each race, what you're going to predict is going to happen. Uh, definitely. And Eddie brings me back to my roots because that's how I uh, started was on the uh, local radio station here in Kildare for KFM covering the racing at Gorm, sorry, at Punchestown and uh, the Curra as well. But uh, no, it's I'm really looking forward to it and it's great that KCLR are thinking outside the box and they're going to broadcast all the races live all the commentary and all the reaction uh, throughout the afternoon. I, I'd be very, very, I, I'm, I'm very confident it's going to prove very popular. And KCLR, uh, they have to be commended for uh, thinking outside the box and covering Gosta's day. No, that's brilliant as always, Kevin. Thanks very much. I, I look forward to talking to you on Thursday and can't wait to, to hear all the all the action on, on Thursday on the radio as well. That's brilliant. Thanks a million there. That was, of course, Kevin O'Ryan from Racing TV who will be bringing us all the action live from Gorham Park next Thursday. And KCLR. Of local sports. KCLR. At the heart of local sports. And continuing our build up towards the 2021 Goss Tiestes Chase, I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Waterford trainer Henry de Bromhead. Henry, good afternoon. Hi there, how are you? Very good, thanks. Henry, the Goffs Tiestes Chase Day on Thursday, you know, it's a massive day for, for the people of our region, uh, Kilkenny and Carlow in particular, and I know we've huge support from Waterford and Wexford, but I'm sure it's, it's, it's a race meeting that you look forward to every year yourself. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's the whole southeast, isn't it? In fairness, um, uh, it's um, usually, obviously, it's slightly different this year with with the restrictions and everything. But it's usually a great day when uh, you know everyone comes together, and uh, it's just a shame we can't do that part of it this year. Yeah, no, and I, I suppose we're lucky in a sense, uh, you know, and not even in a sense, we are lucky that we're able to, to keep the show on the road at the moment and we do, you know, appreciate how, how privileged the position it's in. But one of the beautiful things about this year's Goffs Tiestes Chase Day is it's it's obviously getting covered live on RTE, so it, it, it'll be brilliant that we're able to put that entertainment into people's sitting rooms and living rooms, on a, on, which which is a very tough time for everybody at the moment, but at least they should be able to enjoy, enjoy the fair. Absolutely, yeah, no, sure, look, it's... It's uh, such a competitive race this year as well. Like there's plenty in with chances, and it should be really exciting. And Henry, the Gosteyestes Chase. Just looking back on it in time, I, I was looking at something the other day, and we were kind of reading up on it. It was the amount of father-son combinations that had done it. Um, Paddy Mullins and Willie Mullins had done it. Uh, Jimmy Mangan and Jimmy Mangan's father had done it as well. And and of course, one of the names down the list as I went through it was of course Harry and Henry the Bromhead. Um, and and when I just want to talk to you first is in 1992 Grand Habit won it for your dad do, do, do you remember much about that day yourself or, or do you remember much about what went on yeah I do yeah I remember it really well I was in Dublin actually and um, yeah I remember listening to it yeah listening to it um, in a not even watching it um, in a in a, a booking office uh, in Baggett Baggett Street and um, yeah it was just a fantastic day uh, they ended up having a double Jason Titley wrote both of them uh, Grand Habit and Bishop's Hall and I, I um, yeah I, I do remember it really well it was fantastic and then in, in more recent times I'm, I'm sure your dad probably got as much of a kick out of it as you did yourself but Champagne West in 2017 ridden by David Mullins for Roger Brookhouse he uh, stole a show in Gorham Park for yourself 
Yeah, that was another great day, and Dad was there. Mum and Dad were there, and um, yeah, he, yeah. Well, you know, we all got a kick out of it, but I think especially Dad as well. So, um, uh, yeah, fond memories. You know, um, it's a great race. It's steeped in history. Uh, you know, if you look at the horses that have won it over the years and what they've gone on to do, and um, uh, yeah. Just um, delighted to have been able to win it once, anyhow. And we, 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 we won't stop at one, Henry, because obviously you've, you've a couple of runners in it again this year and at the early entry stages. But the one that jumps off the page, to me anyway, the minute I looked at the entries, it was the first horse I kind of glanced at was Spyglass Hill. Um, has a bit of form around Gorham Park. Um, how's things working towards the race for him at the moment? Yeah, he seems good. He's in great form. Um, he had a good run there the last day. Um, as you say, he, he has form around there. He, he won a beginner's chase there last um, February. And, um, yeah, he's training well and, and seems good. Uh, he was second to Animix um, before, uh, at the end of November at Gorn. And uh, we just said, uh, yeah, we'd put him away and, and wait for, for the Thiestes. And the the, the, other, the on the other card for the day, like the the Tiestes chase itself is a huge race, and it's it's a race that's steeped in in history. But in in, in recent years, a race that's really stood up in, in Gorham Park has been the the Galmoy Hurdle, the Three Mile Hurdle, presenting Percy winning it back to back years, and last year with Benny to do. Um, is it a race that you'll be looking at this year, or is it something you've given a thought to yet, or, or what? Where are your plans towards that? Unfortunately, I don't have a, a, anything for it this year. But like you say, it is. It's another, you know, it's another really good race on the day. I mean, all the racing so competitive there on the day. Everyone wants to have a winner on Thiesty's day. Um, we'll have a few um, up there. We've got one for the maiden hurdle. Hopefully, Sanjo Devasi, he'd have a chance. And we have um, deal with us. We'd have a little outside chance maybe in the um, two-and-a-half-mile handicap hurdle. And I think that's all we'll have. So... No, unfortunately, we don't have anything for the Galmoy hurdle. But like you say, you know, I mean, well, you, no one will forget Penny Dijer winning it last year. How impressive she was! So, um, yeah. No, it's, it is it is a cracking race. There is there is one other kind of possibility of a little bit of history, which is well, uh, you, you, and it'd be remiss of me not to kind of put it to you when you're when you're on the on the air with us. You've won the Redmonds Chase back to back for the last two years with Mona Lee in 2019 and Chris's Dream in 2020. Um, I'm sure you'll you'll find room on a mantelpiece for a 2021 trophy if it was available, will you? <laughs> yeah, we'd love to. Definitely, um, we have Chris's Dream penciled in to go, um, so he could possibly go there. Um, uh, I wasn't thinking of yeah, the, trying to pull off the the third one, um, but um, yeah, he could possibly go there. He's also entered in the Ryanair Chase at Cheltenham, so I'm not sure where we'll go yet. But um, yeah, we'd love to have a go at it. And everything, just aside from Gorham Park, Henry, you, you've been you've been off to another brilliant season again this year. It, it, things have been going great, and, and Rachel, uh, your stable jockey's in another titanic tussle with Paul Townend for the the champion the champion jockeys title uh, you must be thrilled at the way things are going yeah delighted um, yeah look as I say I've said before you know we're very lucky we've got um, you know some lovely horses uh, great clients supporting us and, and a brilliant team uh, working with us so um, you know Rachel being one of them and um, yeah we're very lucky to have her she's um, she's having a super year as well and um, yeah, so long may it continue. Um, 
just yeah, very happy with how things are going. No, brilliant. Henry, as always, thanks very much for, for taking the time to have a chat with us on, on KCLR here. And I really look forward to seeing you on Thursday and hopefully shouting Spyglass Hill home with you in the stand. Thanks a million. That's Appreciate brilliant. That it. is, of course, Henry the Bromhead trainer who will be in Gorham Park next Thursday and hopefully bringing home some winners for everybody there. I'm going to hand back to Shane in the studio. KCLR. At the heart of local sports. And continuing our build-up to the 2021 Goffs Tiestes Chase on KCLR, I'm delighted to be joined on the line by trainer Gordon Elliott. Gordon, uh, another big entry for the Goffs Tiestes this year. Yeah, we've got two entries in the race. Obviously, we're not sure what we're going to run yet, but um, you know, it's a great race, a great pot, and it's a race we'd really like to win. And just just looking at the, at your entries, kind of at this early stage, it's kind of up at the top of the weights um, at the moment. Alphas de Zobo um, off eleven stone six, probably probably a lot of weight there, and big a lot to be asking of Alphas de Zobo on that on that. Yeah, it really, yeah, he was missing the race a couple of years ago. Um, Bob James rode, we might ride him again. Came seven off him for us. Uh, yeah, so he'd probably be definitely a possible runner. I'll be mouth. Uh, another another one of your runners there again is uh, Milan Native, um, a horse that it would definitely have a chance on eleven stone one. Um, how's things looking there at the moment? Yeah, he's not a definite runner. Um, you know, the ground just could be very heavy. I'm not sure whether I run him on that to be honest, but. Um, he could be one that might just give it a miss to be honest. Yeah, and then an interesting one kind of going down the way to small bit is, is Farkla. Um, I, was, I was surprised to see it enter 10 stone 11 is the weight um, allowed for it. It obviously have of all the class in the world as a horse. Um, is there any chance that we'll see Farkla? Yeah, you could see him. He'd, he'd a good, very good run in the Paddy Power and he'd a great run in Malvin in the Tritown. Uh, we were happy with that run. But look, he's one I'm definitely looking forward to. And I suppose one down a bit lower that might need to be looked at in is a horse called Brayside lightweight I think he snuck in off the bottom he could have a great chance uh, Brayside and, and Gordon you know Gosta Estes Day it's, 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 it's an iconic race day you won it a couple of years ago with Monbeg Notorious I think it's it's your only win in the in the race so far um, you're obviously a very young trainer so you have lots of time to get lots more but you must have got a great kick out of Monbeg, Monbeg Notorious that day we did, yes. you know, it's a great race, you know, and obviously it's, 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 a, it's a race that's been around for years and, you know, everyone in the area obviously goes to it. It's unfortunate this year that, you know, it's going to be, uh, um, it's a race we look to support and look to runners in, yeah, definitely. And Gordon, before I let you go, there is, uh, you know, there's one horse that's very close to the hearts of, of, of everybody in Kilkenny and Carlo for, for whatever reason, but it's become a darling at Gorham Park and that's, a, you know, presenting Percy. Um, it's it's obviously under your own tutelage at the moment. Uh, how, are, how are things with presenting Percy? Yeah, he obviously scoped dirty in that present of Christmas, but he's back in good form now and working well. Um, look, at he, he, he won't run for another couple of weeks, but he is in good form and... Uh, You'll see him out in the coming weeks, obviously. And you, you wouldn't think to be, you, you know, the Dublin Racing Festival is probably the next obvious target, is it? It probably looked, to be honest, you know, after, you know, missing a week or 10 days after Christmas, I'd say uh, he'd either head to the Dublin Racing Festival or uh, straight to Chelsea for the Gold Cup. No, Gordon, as always, thanks very much for, for your kind time there with us this, this afternoon and the very best wishes to you and all the team next week in Gorham Park. Thanks very much, lads. And that is, of course, uh, trainer Gordon Elliott, who will, without doubt, have a clatter of runners next week in Gorham Park for the Goffstayestes Chase. And no one would be surprised to see Gordon winning it again this year. 
that's it for the first episode of the Scoreline Extra podcast. Don't miss the live shows on KCLR every Saturday and Sunday with Shane O'Keefe from the KCLR sports team from 2 until 6. You can also check out our other podcasts, The Clash Act and All Things MMA. And you can subscribe to Scoreline Extra now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts or through the website at scoreline.ie. We'll be right back.